Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. Early in my design career, but there was a black market for old toilets at that point. <laughs> there absolutely was, and I was still consulting with customers when that when that was all happening. And I mean, people would come in with a chip on their shoulder. Oh. I don't want that toilet. I mean, they yes, there was a black market <laughs> for those toilets. <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah, I bet we are. Yeah. Toilet, black market toilet. Oh. Oh, seriously? Yeah, that yeah. I mean, they were used, yes, and they were like blue and they were green and people would do remodels and they would boot and they would take their toilets with them. Uh -huh. I am not exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I mean, people would walk in and it, it was funny. It was mostly the husbands that I got the most grief out of, but I'd have them doing the bathroom design. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your source for everything in your home every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Caroline. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Ah, excellent. Excellent. This is going to be a fun interview because this is these are brands that I love. And you might know them as the, the Lixel Group, but we're talking American Standard DXV, Groa, and we have Lacey Martinez here from all three. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I really am very excited to be here today. So. This is going to be fun. Let's talk about the brands here because you guys cover just in these three brands here, just about every home in the U.S. and Canada, as far as how that goes. In North America, this is, you can put a piece of this will fit into just about every home that you see out there. Yes, absolutely. A little backstory to that. So Lixel as a whole is actually a global company. Mm -hmm. It's an old company. I mean, started back in like the 1920s or so. And it's been early 2000s where you saw these three brands come together. But speaking of touching those lives, we do. And that, that's one of our purposes is to make better homes a reality for everyone everywhere. And that is really on a global perspective. Lipsal as a whole touches over a million people globally. And we have like 80 different factories around the world and several different brands. But the three in the, so what we call the Americas, we actually pull all of North America. So Canada, Mexico, and United States here. Cool. That's big. Cool, yeah. And that's a big industry. That's I mean, a huge group. Yes. Yeah, that's a huge group. And I think, I don't think there's a, a brand that has more public awareness as far as just somebody goes, oh, yeah, I've heard of that as American Standard. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, though, from an American perspective, American Standard was started back in the 1850s. I mean, the brand has been around a really, really long time. And they were really the first one to venture into putting indoor plumbing in. There are other brands that have been around for quite a while, too, but they were the first ones to actually bring that plumbing 
inside. That's what home. I was going to ask you. So it's been Lacey. It's been, I was just going to say, what was American Standard originally founded for? How did they become the big brand that they are? And so it was indoor plumbing. They created the idea of indoor plumbing. It was indoor plumbing. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. You had to think yeah. about that. It's like, wow, all the stuff we have today and they were founded going, hey, we should get this out of the shed out back and bring it inside. <laughs> no more walking. That's pretty much what happened. And in, 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 <laughs> in original homes, the way that started was they actually turned those front parlors into the bathroom. So they, it was actually retrofitted into homes when they started bringing in, in the pipes. And then, of course, the first thing that was brought in was the bathtub, right? Yep. Around the cast iron and the um, Americast. And then that turned to the toilets and then finally the sink. But that is what originally happened and how they brought those products in. So One of the ones I think is probably the the least known, which, which I have this in my house, but DXV, which is a fine luxury brand as far as I'm concerned out there. I mean, I've got it in my house. Yeah, it's a great brand. I mean, and DXV stands for decade 15. So it goes back to those American standard roots of 150 years of quality, that craftsmanship. And what they did was kind of take some of those design movements and categorize it into four different ones. So they have the classic era, the golden era, the modern and contemporary eras. So all of the products in DXV fit into one of these eras. And you say it's, it, it is lesser known, but it's because it's really geared for that very specific discerning customer, right? They're really looking to hone in on something. It's a very curated collection. Mm -hmm. um, all of the products in, in DXV are meant to go together as a suite. So it is very curated. Eric has that in his home and it doesn't <laughs> surprise me in the least bit. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, 30 years as an interior designer, I have my eye on stuff. And if it's going to come into my house, I want it to look how I want it to look. And it's just when I was out toilet shopping, I mean, uh, in full disclosure, I was a Toto person for the last 15 years. But do I have Fair a enough. do I have a Toto in my house? No. I've got the one piece contemporary style. The Cos is it Coso? C-O-S-S-U? That Kosu? Kosu? Yeah. Uh -huh. I've got that in my yes. house. Yeah. I love it. It's a great toilet. So you like the more modern design. Yeah. Clean. I've got a yeah. 1970s yeah. kind of Northwest contemporary house and I've got one of the bidet toilet seats on it. Jealous. And it is, it is quite the deal. I love it. It's beautiful and probably the easiest toilet I've ever installed on top of it. Oh, that's nice. I mean, that makes a big difference. And, <laughs> and I say that in total truth, because again, being in this industry so long, no product lasts very long in my house. It has about a three-year lifespan before it gets ripped out to put something else new in uh -huh. there. And I fully understand and appreciate any product, especially a heavy toilet, that is easy to install. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get a one-piece, fairly high-back designer elongated toilet, those are not known for easy to install because you're, oh, I don't have to, you think at first, the first time you do it is you go, oh, this is going to be great. I don't have to put the tank onto the bowl, all that stuff. But so many of the brands out there that I've played with that are this style, trying to get your hands in to put where the bolts are on that flat sided. I have normal size hands. I couldn't imagine if I was a, a plumber with larger hands, I, I don't know how I'd get the bolts on some of those. And this was easy to do. And I was very shocked because when I first unboxed it, I went, oh, this could be fun. 
And then it was <laughs> quite shockingly easy. And I was like, whoo, dodged a bullet there. And and that's a compliment to the to the thought that went into everything from style to function with that toilet. The engineers will be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> One of our little jokes is we over-engineer everything here. But it, it, honestly, when we're training our customers and we're giving them the idea of like what's behind a design, and I don't just mean the way it looks, I mean on the function side of things, installation is actually taking in, taken into a really heavy consideration um, and that is one of the reasons you will see where all of the backs of those one pieces don't fit flush all the way on the wall. They are purposely built for that reason. Um, and they really do try to keep that in mind with everybody who is doing installs. Well, and then you've you've done things like you've taken out a little material in the back behind where the bowl would be because that way you've got some flexibility with all of that. And there's just a lot of thought that goes into that and little details that I wouldn't catch off the spec sheet. But when you install it, you mm-hmm. go, oh, that's cool. They thought of that. Oh, that's cool. They thought of that. So impressive. I, I do like that. And you can tell that that is not just marketed as a, a high-end luxury piece. It is designed that way, which is very cool. So hats off to you guys. I will I will let them know that. <laughs> so that is, that's good to hear. <laughs> but in, as the designer in me too, you guys have so many different styles that most people are more of the, when you're talking toilets and tubs or most homes across the U.S. fit a little bit better into the American standard brands of into that standard, great American toilet and sink and faucet and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one advantage, A, of the three brands. But, you know, when you speak of American standard and the the way this this brand has grown just in the last 10 years is astounding. So they went out from being kind of that traditional market piece to really be able being able to hit all types of different homes. And with the breadth of the product line where you can choose the sinks, the toilets, the vanities, the faucets, you can actually mix and match so many of the lines now just because the, the goal is to make it transitional enough to where you can kind of pull together and make it your own collection. And they've tried really hard to do that. One of the things that we're doing across three brands that we launched in 2020 is a universal valve platform. So you can put one universal valve in the wall at this point and then actually choose between American Standard, DXV, or Groa on your trims. You can actually combine them if you want That's to. Nice. And in the near future, there will be some finish options across the universal brands as well. So we're trying to keep them very separate for the customers, mm-hmm. but do it as an ease of install and an ease of selection as well if you want to combine. Oh my gosh. If I could say as a designer, the biggest challenges have always been in plumbing parts. I I have no problem with everything else, but it's that, okay, I need my 42 pieces for my shower system. (laughs) And oh, this trim takes this valve, this valve takes this trim. And oh no, it's not just that trim. It's the four other boxes of pieces that go with that. And if the plumber doesn't call you on installation day, on the first installation day, which is when they're rough setting the valves, you are almost guaranteed for them to be calling you on trim out day because you're like, hey, I need this discussion ring. Oh, your phone would ring and you'd look down and go, oh, the plumber's calling. I know which day it is. Here it comes. Here it comes. I've been in the 
in, in showroom and actually luxury plumbing industry almost 18 years now. And do you, do you remember when custom showering first came out, you had a thermostatic valve, you had a separate volume control for every component you put in a shower. And if that was a two-person shower with just heads and body sprays, I mean, that thing was like Air Force One. Like, where are all the controls? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it looked like the inside of a cockpit of a 747. It was so crazy. Well, Caroline is is a healthy home expert. She talks about this stuff. And you guys have a lot of things that you guys tackle on the healthy front as well, which is kind of cool. Yes, yes. And that's something I'm actually really passionate about personally as well. So it's nice to be able to tie it into work. But Lixel does a wonderful job of not only sustainability, but giving back to the communities and looking into like global hygiene and sanitation. And um, one of the things that they did back in 2013 was launch one of the brands, Sato, and that is the Safe Toilet. And that is pretty much, it's like this blue plastic pan that is done directly over like a pit. And it automatically has a trap door to keep out bugs and odors. And this is done in places that have no running water. There are still, to this day, with all this amazing technology that we have, it blows my mind that there's still 3 billion people without running water. It just is shocking to me sometimes. But that was started back in Bangladesh in 2013. And we've helped over 25 million people in 40 different countries with that. And then during COVID, they actually came out with the Sato Tap, which is like a hand washing machine. And it's all made out of plastic parts. It can hang on a tree. It can sit on a piece of concrete, wherever it needs to go. And it gives out the perfect amount of water to actually really wash your hands and get rid of germs. But, you know, that was kind of on that global perspective of things. But they've, they've reached in, especially on the grower brand. There's a lot of technology around that health and hygiene there as well. Um, we talk about bidet toilets, right? Yeah. That is a luxury. And I'm not saying not everybody is blessed to be able to have one of those, but it is ultimately so much more hygienic. One of the the scenarios I try to paint the picture is paint to people is you don't go out in your garden, right? And you're digging all around in the dirt and getting your hands all dirty and you're planting. And then you come in and get a dry paper towel to wipe your hands off, right? <laughs> so so why in the world are you doing that in the bathroom? <laughs> what's, what's interesting, Lacey, is that we're seeing like, so now that, I mean, I hate to bring up COVID again, but now that we're in this viral era where we are mm-hmm. very conscious that there are viruses yeah. and now we hear monkeypox, we hear all this other stuff coming, but flus, colds, everything. I'm seeing this great need for automatic toilet tops that close for you. And there's a lot of reasons I like that, right? When you flush a toilet, it disturbs everything in that bowl and like launches it up into your air. You always hear about mm-hmm. the toothbrush, like don't keep your toothbrush near your toilet bowl. There's a reason, but this need to keep that stuff in the Absolutely. bowl. So automatic. And then we like to see mm-hmm. with your hands, like from a cleansing standpoint where you can do an automatic wash and rinse. So you don't have to go up and hit a lever anymore and have it basically come out. It's all sensor done. So are, what are you seeing with that in like future as far as healthy homes and healthy buildings? I, I mean, I, I think I'm not going to be the only one who's going to tell you that you're going to see that 1000 fold on new products that are coming out. Mm-hmm. I think IOT technology was already there, but it's really going to be there and it's really going to tie into the hygienic side of things. 
again, talking about like luxury products where the self-closing seats or the automatic faucets, you, I think you'll see that technology being pushed down into everyday exactly. products that the everyday consumer Means. can afford to have these basic hygiene. Yes. And we exactly. need it, right? I mean, Absolutely. it's not something, yeah. even though we consider it a luxury, I think it's something that is just essential to how we use toiletries and use the bathroom and things like that because mm-hmm. of sanitary reasons, right? Yeah. And, and that, that, that mind, we had to have that mind shift, right? Mm-hmm. To where we had to take it from, it was only a luxury product to turning it into a necessity for the everyday home that they, that everybody needs to have access to these types of products. Yeah. And you guys even have that, if I remember right, that cadet touchless toilet. So you yes. have a sensor on the wall that you can put your hand in front of That's and it'll flush the toilet yes, for you. Yes, Absolutely. So. Yes, yes. So that that came out right in the height of COVID. That was actually coming beforehand. I mean, the timing <laughs> just kind of worked out. And, and actually, we, we were just because of supply chain, trying to get everything back on track, had that ready to go. And that has been one of our number one sellers. We cannot keep that product on the shelf. And it works really well to get the cadet itself is one of is our number one selling toilet. And to be able to put that technology in there has really helped a what lot. What does the sensor you know, Lacey, do, it's interesting. Eric? You have... how, how does the sensor okay. work? Oh, oh, that's just just to flush the toilet, basically. I mean, that's the cool thing is you're just mm-hmm. putting your hand in front of it and it's it's flushing the toilet for you. So it's really cool. Lacey, I wanted to go back yeah, on that it, water thing that you were just talking about for a second. When how lucky uh-huh. we are in North America to have running water in our homes. About 15 years ago, I traveled down. The company I work for, the cabinet company I work for, sponsored villages in El Salvador. So I got to spend about two months in El Salvador getting water going into people's villages. And before we went in there, people, the women and children would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, walk about three miles, and carry firewood and water from the stream back. And then over two weeks, we would drill a a well, put water, get water running, and we put PVC pipe out into these places so they could have water out of this well. But what was interesting was, is we filled up, we had a big tank to store water so they didn't have to run the, the well all the time because they didn't have power either. So they had a generator that they ran. We were like, we got a huge leak. We have water is not filling up the tank. We didn't realize that even though we had communicated to the villagers that you were going to have running water, they couldn't understand that because they'd never had it. So they were filling up every container off their little spigot in front of each <laughs> one of their little houses because they were trying to hoard wow. it because it was going to save them walking yeah. tomorrow. And so it's just absolutely amazing to go from that. And I had a hard time the first time I came back from that. I came back and I had a design client like 10 hours later after landing. And I'm like, yeah. I just spent in another world and it was really wild. And I won't even talk about, it's a horror movie what the toilet situation was. They were pits with mealworms, and we'll just leave it at that. It was like a horror movie when you'd go in there. Ugh. And you guys have done so much to to help alleviate that with that product. So it's super cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. We're, we're actually launching a product here in North America as well. We're starting a particular project in Alabama to help those less fortunate here in the Americas. Mm-hmm that need help with hygiene and water. So that is something that we have just started working on maybe the last six or eight months. And that's a project coming soon as well. Yeah. 
That's great. And to twist that back into what we were talking about before I interrupted you about the cadet touchless chair height toilet. First off, I think all toilets, because I've got bad knees, should be higher toilets. I mean, I, I do too. <laughs> first off, that not everybody agrees on that, though. I know it. I know it. I do not like that 1970s almost sitting on the floor toilet. I'm sorry. I don't. It's just I'm six foot and I got, I've had six knee surgeries, but. Getting into that, that anything that you can do to help not touch that toilet, I mean, a bidet is great for that. That touchless flush is great for that. That is all back down to personal hygiene because you have technically less to wash off your hands when you're done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if and if you really designed a bathroom around a, a touchless technology, you could have it where the lights came on when you walked in, right? You can have the automatic seat pop up. You can have a seat. You can have the bidet do everything it needs to do. It can flush automatically for you. You can run your hands underneath the faucet without touching anything and essentially leave that bathroom, right, without touching anything with your hands. And that's really where that technology is is going. My mom would have hated that when I was a kid because I, I would have walked in there and she'd have gone, you wash your hands? I go, didn't touch anything. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And it, it's kind of back to that cadet thing. That's one of our affordable toilets. Mm -hmm. So that is one of those things where you can have that kind of hygienic capability, but make it where it is affordable to the masses where they can install those. We have non-electric bidet seats that go on these toilets. They literally plumb right into your water line. It, take, it took me 10 minutes to install one. And that is just easy, simple to use. There's no power with that. It's manually operated. I live in North Carolina. And I will tell you, it's maybe a little chilly in February. I'm on the coast. But other than that, I mean, though, it's the water temperature that is coming in your home. It's affordable. It's clean. And then from that luxury standpoint, you, you can upgrade from there. So you can start with that base model and then go all the way up to that, like that AT200. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw absolutely a, amazing. A, um, a little tip out there. So as an indoor air quality professional yeah. and been testing homes for 25 years, I'm going to tell our listening audience, they may say, well, I don't need this. I don't need something that doesn't prevent me. I'm clean when I go into the bathroom. It's a luxury. When we test surfaces, the number one contaminant is fecal matter and E. coli. And this ends up in your restaurants, on your foods, on your plates, all over your home. And when you think that you're as clean as you could possibly be, we're talking billions of these bacteria on your surfaces. So anything you can do Stounding. in the bathroom to prevent this from happening, because this is the major role of transmission. Somebody works in a restaurant, they go in, they utilize the services in the bathroom, they come out, they touch your plates and cups at a restaurant and boom, you've got E. coli or Enterobacter or any one of these funky salmonella that grows in these spaces. So it's so important to have bathrooms be like this. This is the future, not, it's not a luxury. It really is important for all of us for safety. Yeah, absolutely. On that AT200, and, and American Standard has one also on the their, their bidet as well. They have a, it's a technology called the plasma cluster technology. Mm -hmm. And it is essentially like this blue UV ion light that comes on once that seat goes mm -hmm. down. And it truly sanitizes the bowl. It actually kills the germs that are in that bowl once the particles are kind of up in the air from the flush. Nice. See, now I'm now I'm feeling like I need to upgrade. Yeah, see? <laughs> Do you have to replace that light or is um, it? it? It actually, 
it, it actually has, you know, it actually, because of the technology and the LED that's in there, it does have lifetime warranty. I don't want to say warranty, like it's built to last the lifetime of that's the amazing. toilet in there. Nice. Yeah, see. Yes, yes, Now I'm is. feeling like I got to upgrade for my AT100 bidet seat that I have because that's. I still have you on the list. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just joking, but that thing, it's so funny. So. That was my first real bidet toilet seat that I had at, ha at the house and that I've had at my house just because I was moving between houses. We were, it was not a house that we we're going to stay in. So I'm like, I'm not going to do what I want to do until I got there. I put that in and I tell you what, my wife, Julie is not a big fan of the seat when it first came in. She's like, Oh, we don't need that. That's excessive. And all of a sudden we had power out one day and she goes to sit down in the toilet seat and goes, Oh, this toilet seat's cold. I don't like that. I'm like, see, there you go. So it's, I've been sneaking it up on her, but now she sees the value of that thing. But it's, uh, talk about something that's been well thought out again. There are some, you can jump on Amazon and buy a, a $40 really, really plastic put together toilet seat that says it's a bidet toilet seat. It's much more like a garden hose, but, and then you get up to that, it's, I tell you what, after that, it's it's hard to step back into anything less just because it's kind of like having yeah, that nice yeah. heated seat in the car. You don't want to have it after you've had it. Yeah, absolutely. Or air conditioned where I live. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until a couple of years ago. This air conditioned seat, mm -hmm. that thing's amazing. <laughs> it gets really hot here. But that is, those are the things that we try to touch on. It's not just a beautiful product. It's the thought and the engineering that goes in behind all of those products. We were talking about touchless faucets a while ago and American Standard, what they actually do is that one is completely touchless. So you can put your hand in front of it to turn it off or to turn it on, but it has a switch on the window. So you can actually turn that off. So if grandma's coming over and she doesn't want anything to do with that, you can just turn that little window off and then she can go right back and use the product just like it was an old school kitchen faucet. So it's thinking about how everybody is going to utilize a particular product and trying to blend that all in and bring it all together. Is lead still an issue with products? We've talked a lot about sinks and faucets and going lead free was a big issue, I'd say 10 years ago, right? That was, is that still a concern or not so much anymore? It's pretty good. Yeah. Now, I mean, the, the big focus now, I mean, that's pretty much all gone. The big focus now is just trying to come together nationally on water regulations, right? So there are certain places and states that dictate what we do all across the country. And it's incredibly different, difficult to have double SKUs, right, of products that's 1.75 yes. or 2.5. So it's more around water conservation now than, than lead. We, we see, because I test a lot of water, and so the big issue now we're seeing is PFAS, right? PFAS and PFOAs and PFOSs are ending up, and these are chemicals that get into the environment and stay there, and we're trying to really address the issues that we're seeing across the country with them being so prevalent. And I would think filtration, because we know we have to filter a lot of these systems in, in residential homes in particular, is that something that you'll get into that faucets will become more of an all-in-one solution or at least the filtration will be improved versus someone having to install a, a reverse osmosis or something underneath the, the countertop or the counter? Yeah, I, I definitely. I think you'll most likely see, uh, we'll probably start with one, probably with grow it in something like that and then kind of push it over. But I mean, you, you are so right. I mean, that is something that I personally think in, in new construction, all of these things that we're adding to homes 
that our host systems or some type of filtration system should just be built automatically in, in new homes. So it would be nice to see that. Speaking of filtered water, can we talk about the grow a blue right now? That thing is so cool. Yeah. Have you seen this Caroline? Oh, so cool. I'm excited. What is it? Okay. <laughs> this is their, <laughs> this is their sparkling filtered water out mm. and chilled out the tap. Nice. Yes. Yep. So it's, it's a grow of product. It is the size of about a kitchen faucet. Now it has two waterways. So Caroline, to your point, so one is just regular water and then there's a separate waterway for the filtered water. So you can have cold, still filtering water. You can have it as medium sparkling water, or you can have it as full sparkling water. And then if you're just rinsing dishes or something, you can just have your regular water come right out the tap in the separate line. So it does really keep uh, the filtered water and the standard tap water. How amazing is two that? Completely different. All of our I've got. To, I've got to give her one of these, Eric. <laughs> I have to give her a. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Lacey sent me one of those to play with at the design and construction week when I was up on the home tech stage because that was one of those things that the builders and designers and remodelers out there were like, that will do what? How big is it? Shocking for them. Do you have to have a lot of room underneath your. It's the size of a, like a regular kid. Yeah. It's the size of about a regular kitchen faucet, and then the space underneath would take up. It's a little bit bigger than like a, a garbage disposal. I mean, it's it, because it's a different shape, yeah, almost like but, a computer, I mean, would, like what you'd put a computer tower down oh, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, a great way to say it's it. It's like your computer yes. tower going in there, and nice. then there's a couple little filters and and stuff. It's super cool, easy to hook up. I first looked at the box, and again, you're like, oh wow, what is this? And then I started looking into it and it's super simple how it hooks up. It's you guys made that again, another easy installation. Yeah. Several different filters. There's actually the, the, there's a good, better, best. And the best has the magnesium put back into the water. We always talk about how deficient everybody is in magnesium. So it does put the magnesium back in the water for you. Um, It does have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth capability. You can measure out water. So if you want five cups of filtered water, you can tell it on the app and it'll give you your five cups of filtered water. Amazing. It'll tell you when you need to change the filters. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, faucet. So another one of those cool innovations that it's like, wow. I like that. My clients didn't know I needed it until I saw it. My My clients are constantly, we touch so much water. I mean, it's so funny in the last week I probably did. I don't know, seven houses and everybody's just like water has just become like the big thing. Everybody wants to test their water, know what's in their water, and then they want solutions for that. So that's wonderful that you have that. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a big thing. In my personal life, I, I aquaculture corals. That's something I've done for a while. Oh, so cool, water is, what is, that? is huge for me. It has to be... <laughs> So <laughs> I've always wanted a saltwater tank. And then once COVID started, I decided to take the plunge and go in and, and started with a 50 gallon reef. I now have a 130 gallon oh. reef. But through that, I learned, I only have like three fish, but I have corals and I have learned how to aquaculture them. So now I grow them for sustainability and to be able to frag them back out to people because we are losing so many corals around the world due to like climate change. And from, and harvesting and farming out there. So it's something I I do on the side, but your point to, it just, it's pure water. I have to use pure filtration water 
absolute 100 RODI water. It's going to be mm. deionized. It's going to read zero on the TDS meter. And to your point, it still will show a range of like phosphates and stuff in there sometimes. So it's, it's very interesting. Fun. That's cool. It's very cool. That is very cool. <laughs> I like it. I touch water personally. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> get away from it. There you go. So Lacey, where do you see plumbing kind of going right now? Because they've, of course, there's all these different finishes out there, but I water converse, you know, conservation is huge, especially if we get down into the the desert southwest now with droughts that we have in places. And we see that now. But where do you see the this going? Because it seems that, uh, man, there are so many different directions that plumbing has gone over even the last 20 years. Absolutely. I mean, it has this this industry has grown tremendously the last 20 years. I remember when you're, you you had chrome and then woohoo, you had some brush nickel and then oil and bronze made its way in. And now there are so many different finishes and so many different manufacturers, right? It used to be like a top two or three, and now you can get products from all kinds of different manufacturers. I do, I am starting to hear rumblings of it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm with all the different options and choices. And I think you'll start to see a more streamlined approach to focus collections. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not quantity, but it's more quality and it's a way to kind of bring it together to make it your own, but universalize it and streamline it just a little bit. I could see that. I could see that because like the colors out there, yeah, the colors that you get out there just in finishes. It's amazing what you see out there. And then, then you mix in, okay, well, I like that finish color, but now do I want a two-tone finish color with that? And right, it, I right, could totally right. see where for even design teams out there that it could be somewhat overwhelming, let alone your traditional homeowner. Well, what, 20, 15, 20 years ago, we had the chroma brass two-tone, mm-hmm. right? And that was the rage for, for years and years and years. So now we're on the satin brass and the matte black two-tone. But I do think it's a trend. Yep. I think it'll be here for a couple of years, but I do think it will trend out. I, I do think some of the finishes will stay. Mm-hmm. I think satin brasses, brass tones will stay probably another five years or so. But I do think it all comes back around. Those, you'll see Chrome kind of make that big approach. You're starting to see it now mm-hmm. where it's just kind of keeping things clean and, and simple. But I do think some of those finishes like the satin brass will always be around. And I do still think custom showering will be there. But again, considering water conservation, how do we bring these luxury products into these spaces yet be conscious of the world around us? And I think you'll see a lot heavier focus on that moving it's forward. It's interesting. I think so. The- Go ahead, Go ahead, Carolyn. When I redid my shower, so I wanted to do, I did my bathroom. It was a remodel. The house was originally like 1960s. So I wanted to do an all green remodel on the bathroom. And I did exactly what you did. Not consciously, right? I went with a very streamlined approach Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get the green, the conscious, the healthy. I wanted everything to be sort of cleanable. And so it kind of became... I call it almost a little too sterile, I guess, if you would. Like Eric's got the more creative bathroom going on and mine's like the healthier (laughs) concepts where you don't, you can wash your hands without touching things. But it did go in that way just because of what I, the goal I was trying to accomplish of being, having it be a healthier environment. So I think what you're saying is, is right on the money. I mean, because I've experienced it myself. But I also think that there's out there as well, there's the people like me out there that are like, oh, I want to be healthy and sustainable, but of course. I want in my shower what I want in my shower. He likes the luxury. <laughs> Eric's yes. like all yes. about the yeah. steam shower yeah. and the luxury. And I'm like, get in. And I'm like, I don't want to like touch any 
pooper. <laughs> I don't want to be fresh contaminated. <laughs> That's actually an interesting merger bet- between you both of 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 pulling pulling both of those yeah. together. Yeah, and I I do I talking about living in this this the viral world at this point. I don't think that's really going to change the next five or 10 years. We're just going to be more conscious around it. So it is still trying to build out these bathrooms or your home, not just your bathroom, your entire home to where you can really retreat. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that trend is going anywhere. I think you're going to see that expand huge. I mean, I think that's going to be a, a really big thing. And same thing. So I do like things simple and clean in my showers too, but I want them to perform mm-hmm. really well. Our, our, the, so Groa, I told you that's the one I have the most. Their shower heads are amazing. And the, the Smart Connect shower head, rain head, but you can push the button to change the sprays. It works on 1.75 gallons and it feels like you're just getting a, a deluge. And then you can just turn on the center. So for People were like me, I need to wash all of my yes. hair and I need all the stuff to <laughs> yeah. come. Especially I use like no sulfates or anything like that. Sometimes it's harder to get that out. So it's nice to have products where you can, it's still function, but it's, it's I have the same system and, you have, Lacey. Um, That's funny that we put in the same. And oh, really? I really, you can't see us, ladies and gentlemen, but we have long hair and you need this. I need the pressure to get all the shampoo and stuff yes, out of my hair. Need the pressure. So I went with the same system yep. she did. Yeah. See, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and, and the funny thing is too, is, is that that's not a crazy expensive system that you put in there with that shower head. That's not some no. wild luxury piece. That is just something that makes you function your day. You're actually using probably less water because you've got the pressure there. You're not sitting there with a low pressure shower head. I mean, I can't tell you every time I travel, I get into that hotel room and I'm like, oh no, it's that shower head. I'm going to be in here for an hour trying to get clean. You and Eric's got a lot of hair too, but imagine yeah. us. <laughs> Exactly. So it's, it's, it's that thing. It's like, I'm not going to save any water today with that shower head, just because it's going to take yeah. four times longer just to save a, a point something gallons of water. So it's it, the function yeah. is key to yeah. me. Function is key. Function is key. At the end of the day, that's what you need it to do, right? It can be beautiful, but if it doesn't work, then, you know, what, what's, what's the point? It's very disappointing to, to have that. And you're talking about hotel rooms and I travel pretty frequently for work. And that's one of the first things I look at when I get into <laughs> the hotel is I pop my head in the shower and I won't name anything, but I can look at a shower head and tell you like, yeah, I got a good winner. No, I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Walk in yeah. and look at it. Okay. We got a fridge. We got that. Uh, uh, or there's those yeah. times that I'm like, Yes. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. (laughs) Well, it's funny. Water regulations have been interesting because we really, the the U.S. government really messed that up in the 90s with the 1.6 gallon flush because Mm -hmm. we needed to have something less than a 3.2 or 3.5 gallon flush. But to be honest, the toilet manufacturers had not caught up with the technology when they said everybody's going to 1.6 gallons. And so- For the first five to seven years, it seemed, everybody was flushing that toilet two or three times and using way more water than the 3.2 gallon they were trying to use. And I was was early in my design career, but there was a black market for old toilets at that point. (laughs) 
There absolutely was. And I was still consulting with customers when that, when that was all happening. And I mean, people would come in with a chip on their shoulder. Oh. I don't want that toilet. I mean, they, yes, there was a black market looking for those toilets. <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah, I bet we are. Yeah. Black market toilets. Oh. oh, seriously, they're yeah, yeah, I mean, they were used, yes, and they were like blue and they were green and people would do remodels and they would, and they would take their toilets with them. Uh-huh. And I am not exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I mean, people would walk in and it, it was funny. It was mostly the husbands that I got the most grief out of. But I'd have the, doing the bathroom design. Okay, we got it all great. You're not putting that in my bathroom. <laughs> and it was just like... It's like we were tearing the garage off the side of the house. It was just like, <laughs> wow, I didn't expect a semi-violent response out of that. <laughs> yes, that that would bring up very heated debates in, in the showrooms with, with customers to the point where sometimes it was a little awkward and you just had to kind of like walk away and let the couple sort of hash it out. that one out and come back <laughs> a few minutes later. So, yeah. <laughs> More than once I'd go, oh, I got a call, guys. Why don't you discuss it? I'll be back. Let me get this phone call real quick. It seems important. In home improvement, we deal yeah. a lot I'll, with I'll, that. I'll it's back. like se- making sure couples don't separate at the same time we're helping them, you know, do home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> it's really scary. <laughs> Only once. It'd be interesting to see what the statistics are on that, actually. (laughs) Only once did I have to threaten to call the police, and that was very awkward. But uh, other than that, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because one thing that I'd love for our listeners to understand out there, and I wanted to talk about this real quick before we wrap up today. So many people walk into the home center and go, oh, I'll take the $99 toilet and expect it to function as well as maybe a two, three, four, five, or $600 toilet. It's my belief that you really get what you pay for with toilets. What's your opinion on that, Lacey? So it's my belief that you actually get what you pay for on the majority of products. Mm-hmm. But I will take, speaking of toilets in particular, there's a reason that there are different channels. There's a reason there's retail and and trade Mm -hmm. and wholesale because they are made differently. They are made with different components. They are made in different factories and and they are done for those particular reasons. They're trying a mass economies of scale to some point. And then the other side of it is these these other people are willing to pay for the engineering, right? Mm -hmm. They're willing to pay for the peace of mind that comes from those products. There's absolutely a difference in, in the way those products are manufactured, what the products are actually made of, and it extends beyond toilets. Faucets are the same way. Shower heads are another, another yeah. one, huge. There's a really big difference between what you're getting as far as a brass head versus like plastic components, or sometimes it's not even plastic. It maybe could just be rubber. So that is really done for very specific reasons. And that is why they're there. The guy who's building the 400 house subdivision and their $100,000 homes, and I'm not saying anything to that, but he's he's doing that for a certain particular point, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Versus the customer who is working with a designer and the architect and they're building what they want, right? It's very specific to what they want. And so they're looking for that design, that style, but also that function in that form. And that is where you have to be able to blend the two, but they're they're completely different audiences and they're totally different products. Lacey, if someone is on a budget, 
and they they recognize, right? And mm-hmm. they see the necessity to get something that is better built. I mean, what are ways that they can look for to save money, right? So, so they know they're on a budget, but they really do want a higher end product or a better product. I mean, we know these products are built with better quality and that's important. These rubberized products, when my clients come to me, I, I don't want them purchasing a lot of these because they're in direct contact with the body. Your body's your largest bodily organ and it absorbs into your skin in 26 seconds or less with water. And when you take a shower, you're absorbing a lot of these chemicals. So the better products actually are made with more inert and better or healthier products. So how do they go about that? If they're on a budget, do you recommend there's places they can go? Is there a way to find discounts on some products when they're maybe a year old or something like that, that can help someone like that? Yeah, so absolutely. So, I mean, the the first thing I would say is figure out what is most important to you. If you're building or you're doing a remodel, kind of in, in your own mind, what are the products that are important where you do want to put that extra funding in there? Visit your showrooms. This is a big portion piece of going back to that brick and mortar location, right? Most of these places do not charge for these consultation services. Go to them, get their knowledge. That's what they are there for. They're help. They're, they, they are consultants. They're there to consult with you. And, and you, and that was the, and I did that for years. People came in with all kinds of different budgets and objectives and you sit down with them, you consult with them, you find out what's most important to them and then figure out where you can cut the dollars and where you need to invest more of those dollars. I think that's a, a really big thing to think about. Great point. Great point. That's, it's such a debate out there. You know what I mean? It's just such a debate that you see out there between people. Before we wrap up, Lacey, is there stuff that we haven't talked? Do you have some new products and stuff that are getting ready to come out for the summer or anything exciting? We do. We do. So actually in Grow, we just started to launch our Broa Spa. So you will see over the next year, several different spa products that'll come out. Again, here we talk about you can piece these things individually or you can build out total spas. We have these new retractable body sprays that work on water pressure and are still working on that less than one gallon per minute, but they're completely flush with the wall. American Standard, we just did a huge launch in a new matte black expansion. You're going to see an entire new collection come very soon on that one, but that's all I can give away on that one. DXV, we just launched a new kitchen collection that just came out in May, so it is brand new, and that is the Etra collection. So that is fireplace sinks and an entire new faucet collection, which for DXC, we have not had in quite a while. And that one's in the matte black and in the uh, satin brass and those mixed tones that you talked about. So kind of right on trend with that. So that is what we have out immediately. But the we actually already have a three to five year roadmap plan, some other things coming. But you'll see a lot around universal applications and kind of that sustainability as well. One thing I like about DXV is I do love your apron front sinks in there. Those are really cool. And uh, there's some cool designs in there with the, with the front face of that, that I think is innovative and different. So if you're out looking for that country look or even contemporary look apron front sink, there's some cool ones out there. Yeah, that Etra actually is a lot more contemporary mm-hmm. than the current hillside that we have. It's very clean. It's very angular. It's still fire play, but it is it has more of a, a modern twist to it. Yeah, super cool for that contemporary application or even transitional. You can put that in a lot of different styles out there. Mm. 
So is there anything yeah, else? Absolutely. Anything else, Lacey, we haven't talked about today? I mean, I could sit on here for hours I know with you we guys. Could. It's been great <laughs> talking to you guys. I, I think the other thing we were just talking about showers and so with Grow Up, with that smart control, when we were just talking about the control tower mm-hmm. kind of thing or in the airplane, that is, it's one valve and one trim, mm. but it is a thermostatic valve with three different volume controls. Yes. It is clean. It's simple. It's square or it's round. You can use it with uh, any of our brands. You can actually use it with another brand if you need, if you want a different shower head or something, but it is just one single valve that goes in the wall and it is three separate volume controls all built into one. So you could run three different products off of this one valve and you can actually just install a secondary volume control one and run six products off of one thermostatic valve. I'm going to give you some applause for that one. Because Ooh, pretty, I yeah. mean, that's a pretty cool product. Well, here's what's cool about that is that from the from Caroline from the healthy side of that is that is only one hole through the side of that shower that's membrane. Right. So no that is mold. one less yes, place you are taking all these different controls that have a tendency to leak around Moldy. the trims because the installer maybe didn't put it in there or the homeowner didn't follow up with the caulking procedures a year or two down the road. And anytime you can reduce those penetrations through that waterproof membrane in the shower, better off you are. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Lacey, thanks for coming on today. Of course, everybody knows how to find. Thanks for having me. You guys, you guys are all over the internet. Pretty easy to find all three companies. And we'll have them on the podcast show notes as well as over on aroundthehouseonline.com. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Lacey. Thanks. Bye, guys. It's great to see you. You too. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.